Hey, this is Justin Sinceri. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. We're going to do another episode of Feedback Friday. I feel really nervous. I feel really nervous recording this for some reason. Like my anxiety is kind of, my flight energy is going. I think it's because I don't, usually I have like notes and an outline and structure and I kind of rely on those, you know, and I, I always go in with the intention of doing some heavy editing if I need to, but these, the point is to be a bit uncomfortable and I'm feeling that. So welcome, welcome to my discomfort. Let's get going. <laughs> Let's get going with some feedback, good and bad. I'm open to whatever feedback you have for me. Um, please, please send me emails. I love, 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 love voice messages. And I ideally would like to get voice messages from you, good or bad. I don't, I don't, I care, but I also don't care about, you know, whatever feedback you have for me. You can email me at justinlmft at gmail.com. If this is the first time you're hearing this podcast, you probably don't have a lot of feedback. So I would recommend you go back to episode 101, start there and get a really good grounding in polyvagal theory and then dabble with the other episodes that I've put out over the last couple of years. And then you might have some feedback to give me and I would love it. The first piece of feedback here is or it's like a feedback slash um, some praise and love from Jessica. She sent me this via Instagram. It's really easy to send a voice message on Instagram through DM. And I accidentally lost a chunk of it. Sorry, Jessica. Uh, But the last chunk had a question, which I think I'll address in a future episode. But, uh, well, here's Jessica. So I just listened to your podcast about who your audience is, and I thought it might be interesting for you to know at least who I am, because I'm one part of your audience. I happen to be a gyrotonic instructor, which is a little bit like Pilates, uh, maybe a little bit like yoga. Okay, so it's one of these holistic movement systems, and I highly believe in the work that I do. I found you because I think I was reading the yoga journal and Jill, I don't know her last name, was talking about polyvagal theory. Basically, I've been wanting to learn about polyvagal theory for a while. I don't think I knew that that was what it was called, though. I know that there are other teachers that I've known over the years who, you know, they speak about the nervous system. They talk about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. And um, yes, I've been wanting to learn about polyvagal theory. And so that's how I realized in this life I live right now, I have two kids and I work and life's busy. I don't often have time to devote to education in the way that I wish I could. So podcasts (laughs) quite wonderfully fill that gap for me. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a podcast. And that's how I found you. And I have to say, it's been so awesome. Uh, wonderful to be able to listen to your clear, concise description. I also think I came in on a right, on a good time, which was um, you started your 101 series and that's been really great because it's just framed everything. I'd love to go back and listen to more, but at least for now, I've really gotten this clear, you know, your 101 series. Yeah. So I just wanted to say it's been really, really helpful. And I live in England actually. So I'm in like a very small village in North Yorkshire at the minute, and yet you still, uh, you reached me, which I think is really cool. So that's where I, I lost. There was another little chunk that I lost that, but I had a question, which I'll, I'll go into probably in a future episode around, why do people search for who they search for um, when it comes to coaches or teachers? Why do some people seek out those who are more like flight, fight, sympathetic driven and more, I don't know, demanding, controlling, bossy, which I think is a really good question. If, if I got that right, Jessica, I'll touch base with you. I'd love to Make sure I got that right. So I'll handle that in a different episode. Um, but yeah, I love hearing where you're from. Thank you, Jessica, for sharing where you're from. I love that my words have crossed the ocean and, and gotten to you. I love knowing that you're a gyro, well, shoot, I already forgot, a gyrotronic, gyrotronic instructor. <laughs> and uh, you have two kids. 
That's really cool. I don't know. It means a lot to me to know a bit about who my audience is. I've tried a couple times to do like, I don't know if I'd call it a community. I, I, I tried on justinlmft.com to create a forum and get people discussing. I have a Patreon where I try to get people discussing. I don't try very hard because I'm not very good at it. Um, so I, I don't know who's listening. And so to hit, have an opportunity to read emails from people and to hear their voice, especially, I mean, it does mean a lot to me. It really touches me. And I'm glad that you like the podcast. Now let's contrast this, that feedback. I, I find this fascinating on my end to like on a, a more of a macro level to hear or see the feedback I get and how wildly different they can be about the same, uh, same content. So Jessica said clear and concise <laughs> on uh on Apple Podcasts, there is a review from someone named Aspirer. Aspirer. Two stars. Could be worse. I'll take the two stars. Out of five. And they said, it's titled, it's titled Rambling. And they said, unfocused rambling about a critical topic. I wish I knew what the critical topic was because each episode, I mean, maybe it's just talking about political theory and I'm rambling. Fine. Or was it about a specific topic or specific episode so if you're going to leave me feedback let me know what the episode was i'd love to know um you know specifically what we're talking about here but i think it's fascinating to have one person who's like concise clear thank you and another person who says i'm rambling i feel like this and maybe i do fine i don't think i do but i feel like this this feedback that aspirer left me in, like it's lacking something it's too it it leaves me wanting, aspirer. It leaves me wanting, but I do appreciate you get the two stars. Thank you for that. I got an anonymous one as well. I think it was anonymous. I may have just put anonymous because um, I thought it was the best thing to do, but I think the person wanted to be anonymous. And they said, good morning. I just finished listening to the seventh episode of your podcast. And I just want to say thank you. I'm a music teacher in a high school in Western Australia. Most of our students have had some sort of trauma. They say your podcast has been career changing for me. I realized that I was not in a safe and social state for these students and making sure I'm projecting that to them has made a huge difference. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. They say I've currently got a pre-service teacher with me and I've shared your podcast with him. Honestly, I honestly wish I had known about all of this sooner. Thank you again. You're welcome. And I agree. I think we all agree. I wish we had known about this sooner. Somebody asked me earlier tonight, uh, why is this not? being taught more widely and, and I think it is growing. I think it is getting out there. And but yeah, I wish this was being taught sooner. I wish it was being taught sooner, you know, for teachers and for therapists and for anyone that interacts with other human beings. <laughs> especially though let's, let's say especially for therapists though. Okay, we'll, we'll start there. And I think this has a lot to do with teachers, no matter where they're from in the world. So I'm with you. I wish I was I don't know, I think that this would have really changed yeah, I'm I'm positive it would have changed how I did things as a therapist. But you know, I, you, you come across the information once you're ready for it, and I was ready for it when I when I found it, and it it struck it struck me. It, you know, it, it connected right away, and I got it when I needed it, and you know, here we are. This one is another one from um, Patreon. This one is from Ben Brenda via Patreon. See, all this would be edited out. All the stumbling, I would edit it out, but I'm going to leave it there for you. So Brenda via Patreon says, Justin, I appreciate your return to basics, quote-unquote basics, with Polyvigal 101. That started 12 episodes ago or so. 
episode 101 through episode 109. So she's Brenda again. Justin, I appreciate your return to Basics with Polyvigal 101. I had somehow lost interest when you started to branch out. But when you stick to the basics and build on those basics, I truly connect with the information. I have truly enjoyed all of the Polyvigal 101 episodes and appreciate your work and the work that went into the preparation for them. Great stuff. Thank you for your contributions to this topic. So first off, I really appreciate you saying that because in the 101 series, I did put more prep work. I did put more, uh, there's more editing, more audio clips. There, I really did a bit more like collection of things that I wanted to put in there. I really thought more about the experiential aspects of it. So I, I thank you for noticing that and I'm glad it, it connected with you. I think it, like one or two of those I had published slightly later than usual because I just, it wasn't quite done yet and I wanted it to be right. And I, I kind of agree with you as well. Um, around the basics. I, I get where you're coming from. That when I branch out, uh, it kind of defeats the purpose of what I was trying to do here. I mean, it, the thing was called Polyvagal Podcast originally, right? And I've, I've attempted to take on other things we talked about. Then a few bad therapy episodes, pop culture stuff. We've talked about, um, I had someone come on with Mercedes and I, we talked about race, um, race stories, which I really enjoyed. That was a, that was a fun one for me. Uh, we talked about how polyvagal theory connects to diagnosis. We've discussed uh, education. I mean, we I, the core is still there, and then I branch it out, and I try to, even with like bad therapy, even with the pop culture stuff, I try to tie in the polyvagal theory. You know, I, I still try to connect that because that's really like my viewpoint for everything now. It doesn't really ever leave me. And so I try not to veer too far away from it. But at the same time, like once I've covered it, I've kind of covered it. You know, I, I could go deeper. I'm, I'm reading through, I mean, I'm really taking my time with this. I'm reading through the polyvagal theory that uh, Porges' book, that he, the original you know, book. And I, I could go deeper with this stuff. And maybe I will, or maybe I'll build a course around that someday. Maybe I'll call it like Polyvagal 102 or something, because there's a, there's a whole other level, just the biological stuff of it. There's a whole other level, you know, with respiratory sinus arrhythmia and bradycardia, uh, all this like stuff, nucleus ambiguous, I believe it's what it's called. So there's, there's another level of like brainstem stuff and biology stuff that I'm getting a grasp on. It's not like, instrument like it's not um, essential to know just the day-to-day understanding of polyvagal theory but it's just kind of cool to know so I, I might do something around that someday but that's taking quite a long time because it's like a whole other language but yeah besides you know the basics i covered i don't know what else i could really do around polyvagal theory besides applying it to other things that i'm interested in like pop culture and therapy so that, you know, that's kind of where i've taken it i don't think i'm I, like i made a pledge Back in the, it was an open letter I did called Our Dividing Line. And in that I said, I'm not going to be going into uh, different social things. Uh, probably won't be going into things like religion. Although, man, these things are really, te- honestly, I spend a lot of time thinking about, like, maybe I should talk about this thing or that thing. But I'm like, no, the, the point of the podcast is not that. The point of the podcast is this, right? And so even though I, I'm really tempted to go like way off course and maybe connected to polyvagal theory. I probably could. Um, yeah, I really, I, I made the intention to focus on primarily polyvagal theory. 
and really kind of keep it there, mental health, therapy, diagnosis, that kind of stuff. I think if I ever did did like really go off course and really talk more about, hey, look, here's my opinion on whatever the social issue is at the time, that would probably be an entire other podcast. Not the Patreon one, not not this one. I'd probably call it, because I'm really creative and inventive, I'd call it the Justin LMFT podcast. <laughs> and and there, you know, if, if you're dying to know what I think about things, like maybe I'll put my thoughts there. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to keep uh, this really well anchored in polyvagal theory because that's what it's about. And the day where it's not about that is the day I'll stop doing it. And I'm, I'm not there yet. But I don't know. Like the basics are kind of covered. I don't know what else I could do. You know what I mean? So I think there's other things that I've touched upon, especially in the Polyvagal Patrons podcast. Like there was something I had written for Stuck Not Broken Quarterly, issue number three, about free will. I like that stuff. I like philosophy. I like thinking about this stuff. I like breaking it down. And I had, I had recorded something for it, which was, it didn't go very well. So rather than throwing it away altogether, I, I'm, I'm publishing that to the Patreon podcast. Just so, it's just so it lives somewhere. Uh, but I, I like this stuff. And I actually think free will and choice have a lot to do with political theory. And I was, I think I did a good job connecting them. But yeah, those things might live on over on Patreon here and there as, as I get inspired. But yeah, no, anyhow, uh, Brenda, I'm glad that you enjoyed my return to the basics. And I really rely, and this is not just for ben, Brenda, I rely on you, the listener, true listener, for ideas. And especially the questions I get, I find so stimulating and motivating. I like to answer questions. Don't feel reluctant to share a question with me. Make it as general as you can. If you're a patron, you get priority answers to your questions. But these questions get me to think outside of my box. And they get me to apply what I know or what I think I know to these general and these specific questions as well that I apply more generally. So they... They're really helpful. Don't hold back. If you're a patron, you do get priority answers for questions. All right, we have a kind of a long one. There was a couple that really hit me. I'll do the short one first. There's a couple that really, like there was one night, they were, I read them back to back. And oh, by the way, like I don't get, I'm not overwhelmed with emails. Like feel free to send me emails. I, I like messages. I guarantee I'll read it as long as it's not like a, uh, you know, a, a lecture about this or that, or I don't know, whatever. Like there, there's some things where I get the, I get the sense of like, okay, I get the idea. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But for the most part, if it's a genuine, honest feedback or just touching base with me in some fashion, I don't know. Like I read them all. I don't guarantee a response, but I do read what people send me. Um, but there's two that came back to back and they both kind of like really touched me. They really touched me and kind of like, I didn't cry, but like, I felt like that, that impulse to, you know, like the, where you feel it in the bottom of your neck and you feel it in your chest and you kind of feel that just that beginning of, of crying, you know? So these two, for some reason that night touched me and I'll read the short one first and then I'll go to the longer one. The first one's from Aaron. This is through email, both of them through email, but Aaron says, Aaron says your newest podcast was amazing. I have my stepdaughter. She is my daughter. I raised her from one years old. She is 14 now. Me and her mom are not together. She lives with me and I have two other kids of my own, but she was my first child and you influenced me so much with your last podcast. I just want to say thank you. And that's it. Aaron, you're incredibly welcome. I This hit me because I work with 
so many kids, 14-year-olds, and Aaron says uh, they have a 14-year-old. I work with so many kids that don't have a father in their life, and it kills me. I know how important I am to my kids and their mother, and their mother as well, of course. But I know how instrumental I am. We both are. But just for me, myself, how important I am in their life day to day. That doesn't mean that they, that any kid can't grow up to be amazing without a dad, but dads are pretty damn important, just like mothers. I, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this, but hopefully you get my point. And I work with so many kids that don't have a dad in their life for various reasons. So to see and hear from a dad who's involved in their kid's life, who takes pride in it, who... I don't know. I, I could feel, Aaron, I could feel your love for your child. And you, you said, at first you said stepdaughter, and then you said she is my daughter. And I don't know, it, it just hit me. It really touched me. And I'm glad that I published that episode because that was for a patron. I'm glad I published that for everybody because it's not something I probably would have talked about. It's not something I feel I have any um, exceptional thoughts on that you couldn't get anywhere else. So I'm glad that you gave it a shot, listened to it, and that it was helpful for you and, and it impacted you. And that the podcast overall has as well, Aaron. Uh, but I want you to know that you're, just those simple words you sent me really impacted me. And I, I, love, I love it when dads show up to my parenting groups. I love it when dads show up to family therapy. It means a lot to me because I know how important that we are in our, our kids' lives. So it, it, just, it just impacts me in a different way. So thank you, Aaron, and, and you're welcome. All right, this last one, this is a bit longer. This is from Caitlin, again, through email. Caitlin says, hey, Justin, I was diagnosed bipolar after the birth of my now eight-year-old daughter, and I also have a five-year-old son. My psychiatrist mentioned the polyvagal theory to me. I'm always trying to learn about more about myself and the people around me, so I decided to give it a Google. There were so many articles and YouTube videos that it was overwhelming. Yes, I agree, I'm interjecting. I agree. There's a lot out there, which is a good thing, but in my opinion, they're not all accurate. So there were so many, it's like, where do you start? So I luckily had started with Dr. Porges, I mean, the source of it. Luckily, I didn't stumble upon this through, well, I stumbled upon Peter Levine first, and then, which is a great primary source for polyvagal informed kind of stuff, somatic experiencing and polyvagal go hand in hand. But then I quickly found Dr. Portis doing his own lectures. And so I, I got it from the source immediately. If, if I had found somebody else who loosely talked about it and really wasn't, I find that people don't adhere to the primary source very well. And they kind of take it all these different places and lose the fidelity or the accuracy. So I'm glad that, um, well, I'm glad, hopefully I, I feel like I do a pretty darn good job with adhering to the intent and the basic understanding of polyvagal theory. And I, I do the best I can to make sure I'm up to snuff on it, you know. Anyhow, let's, let's, we'll get back. Oh, see, that, that review was right. What, what did they say? Unfocused rambling. Yeah, you got me. Aspirer. You were correct. All right, so there were so many, Caitlin continues, there were so many articles and YouTube videos that it was overwhelming to find any information beyond the basics. Yeah. Then I found your podcast. I recommended it to my psychiatrist and my therapist. That's, that is super cool. Thank you for doing that. I love that therapists and their clients are listening together. I mean, maybe not at the same time, but that this is a resource for them for therapy. I love that. I love that. Like that, that excites me. 
Moving on. Caitlin says, between what I've learned from you and from ACT therapy, I have grown immeasurably. My family have seen the changes in me, and it's so gratifying. I love your podcast. You are good at teaching without lecturing. Thank you. Thank you. And Caitlin says, I don't want you to have a targeted audience. I'm not a therapist. I'm a wife, mother, sister, daughter, and friend. If you say that you have a targeted audience, it makes me feel as though I shouldn't be here somehow. So yes, get to know who is listening if it's helpful for you, but don't change the podcast. So there's more that Caitlin says, but I'm with you. Caitlin, mostly I'm with you. I don't especially want to narrow this down further. I've already talked about this, so I'm not going to go. I won't do any uh, quote unquote unfocused rambling about this. <laughs> I'm not bitter about that. I, just, I, think it's, I think it's funny. So it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly, I'm right there with you. And I, I have the same experience. Like there's, there, I, truthfully, there have been numerous podcasts that sound interesting. And then when you read the description or you hear the opening lines of the podcast, it, it's always for boss or empowered women or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so not me. And then I tune out. And really, it, it sounds like an awesome podcast. The information sounds good but it's always for someone that's not me. And that's okay. I could do you. That's totally fine. I think targeted audiences are fantastic. Do you? But for me, I know it's like, once I hear that, I feel the same way you do. It's like, okay, so not for me. All right. And then I feel like I'm eavesdropping or I feel like I'm not welcome. And so I just tune out. Except for one, there was one podcast where it was for, oh, what was it for? It was for um, highly motivated women or something like that. But the person who who was doing the podcast, like, she really knew her stuff. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to eavesdrop. <laughs> and I totally felt like I was eavesdropping, but I was like, Fuck it, I'm going to do it anyways. Because I really want to hear this. She knows her stuff. Super trauma-informed. Does a great job. And, uh, and I'm glad I did because it worked out. It worked out for me, for me as a listener. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, get, I got you, Kayla. I'm with you. And I appreciate you letting me know that you would feel excluded. And I don't want you to feel excluded. You're welcome to listen. You all are. Thank you for being here. So Caitlin goes on to say, I will say that I enjoy the podcast better without Mercedes. And look, Caitlin, I agree. She was insufferable. She was the worst. I agree. Caitlin says, not because I didn't like her. Oh, uh, yeah, I, she's fantastic. I agree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But she says, I, I didn't like her, not because I didn't like her, but because it changed the tone and it felt less like a personal conversation with someone who really gets me and more like I was eavesdropping. Can't really explain it, but it was the vibe. I totally get it. Totally makes sense. And when I do the solo ones, I really want the, the listener to feel like I'm talking to them. When I talk to the audience, I say you. I don't say, hey, everybody. I say, like, I'm talking to you, the listener, like, to the, to the individual. So this isn't therapy, but I do want the listener to feel like there is a connection here. So if Mercedes and I are talking, I can see why you're just, you feel like you're eavesdropping. I, used, I always used to think that when it came to, like, late night shows, and I would watch David Letterman talk to Drew Barrymore or Madonna or whoever, and I would just, it's entertaining, but at the same time, I'm like, we're just 
watching two people talk. It's, it's like we're, they've given us permission to eavesdrop in a way. And it always seemed weird to me. But I also, like, it's entertaining, but it's just like, you're just letting us listen in. It just seemed weird. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I view things weirdly, I guess. So yeah, I see where you're coming from. I totally see where you're coming from. I love Mercedes. She is uh, definitely one of the closest people in my life, one of my best friends. And she will be popping on the podcast. She she always has an open invita- invitation, but I love doing the um, bad therapy stuff with her. I like doing the pop culture polyvagal stuff. We have only done a couple of those. But I think that those are more dynamic. When it comes to those, I think it's a bit more dynamic to have two people. So you'll you'll hear her come on. And I was joking about her being insufferable. I love Mercedes. And she is the best friend of the podcast. She will be coming back on. And I, I have a couple of things planned out with her that are coming up hopefully in the near future. But yeah, that makes total sense. That makes total sense, Caitlin. I, I get where you're coming from. She goes on to say, I had my husband listen to the recent episode about shutdown. I cried. Oh, by the way, I, I love that you feel like I get you. And I obviously, I don't know you, Caitlin, and I don't know the other listeners who are listening at the same time as you, but um, I really, like, I, I want the audience to feel like I get them. It's not therapy. I know that. But I feel like I, through being a therapist, I, I understand people. I hear them. I'm empathetic with them on a different, in a different way. And I feel like I can communicate to that, to those deep pieces that we all share. And so even though I don't know your life and the next person's life, we all share really similar feelings. We all share really similar internal sensations. And they may look different person to person, but I think that there's a lot of commonalities that I can speak to that people will resonate with. And I'm glad, Caitlin, that it resonates with you. So thank you for that, that, um, that feedback. So she, she does go on to say, I had my husband listen to the recent episode about shutdown. I cried when I listened because you are the only one who completely nailed my experience. It was one of the most validating experiences I've had. When he listened to it, he didn't say much. Just that he was so sorry I've had to live like that. And honestly, that was all I needed to hear. That he could really see me in the pain I was in. That is fucking amazing, Caitlin. I'm like that stuff that touches me that like right there. And I feel it right now that touches me. I love the two of you had that moment. I love that you had that moment from him and that you allowed me through my podcast to be a part of that. Like I'm honored that you would give that trust to me, you know, and I'm, I'm, I love that it clicked. I love that it worked for you guys. I'm so happy for you. And thank you for allowing me to be a little part of that just through my, that podcast episode. And she says, so thank you. I appreciate you and your work. You have changed countless lives, including my own. I hope so. I mean, I, I do. And again, this is not therapy, but I know it's a resource for people. And I do hope that it's helping them to change their life and whatever that looks like. You know, do what you do, she says, and be true to yourself. You're a kind and helpful soul. Best, Caitlin. Thank you. Those are super kind words. She, did ha- she has a follow-up email here too that I want to get into. And uh, that's just, that's, it's nice. Like, it's just nice. <laughs> and I think that we need this. And I hope that you, dear listener, hearing just these kind words, it gives you something. I, I think we need that. There's so much anger and bitterness about anything and everything. 
just having nice words like it. I don't know. It's nice. It's nice. All right. So she had a follow-up email, which I think is really interesting, maybe deserving of an episode in and of itself, but I'm just going to touch upon it. I know this is a long feedback Friday. I hope you don't mind if you're still hanging out with me here. I appreciate you. Caitlin says, I also wanted to add that your definitions of trauma feel a bit isolating. This is really good. This is really good constructive feedback, by the way. So thank you. And she says, I had a pretty happy, quote unquote, normal childhood. My mom was shaming in a way that I think she thought was helpful, like you're being lazy or selfish or et cetera. Misguided attempt at teaching morals and the like. It was the wrong approach for me and didn't really manifest until I became a mother. Isn't that true? Like, isn't that true that the stuff that was said to us or done to us as kids, like it just kind of sits there (laughs) and it lays dormant until you're you're a parent or until you're in that relationship and the stuff you witnessed or heard, all of a sudden it sprouts, it comes to life. Like, isn't that crazy? Or isn't that interesting? I'll put it that way. Isn't that interesting? I'm interested by that. Caitlin says, that does not meet your definitions of trauma, so it feels dismissive. Also, you don't talk about emotional flashbacks and how that can trigger your trip down the ladder. Yeah, I haven't really spent much time talking about flashbacks. You're right. You are right about that. I think it's too important not to address. How I think I talked about maybe flashbacks in in an episode about freeze, maybe. Maybe the PTSD episode. But yeah, not really in depth. She says, how there are times that one wrong word can trigger you back into shutdown. Maybe I misunderstand how it works, but that's been my experience. Just an FYI from a listener with a different past than most you talk about. And she says, finally, to wrap it up, I do really enjoy your podcast, and I don't feel that you intentionally diminish or dismiss trauma that isn't overt. I hope that feels more helpful than critical. It does. It's super helpful. I don't take that as like, uh, you know, uh, mean critical. <laughs> that's constructive criticism. So, no, that's, that's totally cool. I, I'm, I'm with you. I appreciate it. Um, so a couple things. The way I define trauma is being in a stuck defensive state. The way I define trauma has nothing to do with the events that you've been through. I think a lot of people can identify with what you're saying. Absolutely no attempt to dismiss it. I, I just, my, the, in the world of political theory, in the world of somatic experiencing, I'm not a somatic, I'm not an SE practitioner, by the way. I've never been trained in it. I just uh, soak in as much Peter Levine as I can. But in the world of somatic experiencing and political theory, trauma is being in a stuck defensive state. It is not the stuff you went through. The events are not the trauma. The impact of the events, those are the trauma. So when I say trauma, that's what I mean. I don't, I'm not referring to a specific events. And I... I actually don't, if you think about it, I don't spend much time talking about the events themselves. I might mention things here and there, so maybe I can see where that um, dismissal might come in, because I'll mention sexual assault. I've mentioned like being in a bus crash as a way to illustrate how we can have different, uh, different state reactions to the same event. I've mentioned war. I've mentioned you know crime-ridden neighborhoods. So I've mentioned these things. So I see where it's, that's probably where it's coming from, I, I, I think. Like, I don't really, I'm not going to mention a mom that says you're being lazy or selfish. Like, that's, that's not an overt thing that I mentioned. But just so you know, like, in general, and although I have recently made more of an attempt to, to say that we can be traumatized by the things that were 
done or not done by the things that parents did or did not do. Because it's not just the thing that we went through. It's also the things that we did not receive, like healthy attachment and whatnot. So I, I'm, I'm with you. My mindset's there, Caitlin. My, like, I'm right there with you. If I haven't been blatantly clear about it, hopefully that's clear now. I've been, I think I've been pretty damn clear about how I define trauma. But whether or not I define certain things as trauma and whatnot, like, to me, it's are you in a stuck defensive state? Then you're traumatized. <laughs> You know, I, I mean like a truly stuck defensive state. I don't mean like you're nervous for a job interview and you're in defensive state. I mean like you exist day in, day out in a stuck defensive state and you have a lot of difficulty accessing your safe and social state. So no, I'm not dismissing anything in particular. I'm, I'm not dismissing any events or whatnot. To me, it just comes down to the state that someone's in and whether it's a defensive one and whether or not it's stuck, truly stuck. And how that person got there is important, but not nearly as important as the state itself. So I hope that clears it up. And I get where you're coming from. Totally makes sense. Definitely not trying to dismiss yours or anybody else's uh, history. I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast, though. Dear listener, my gosh, you're still listening to this. You are amazing. Thank you for being here this long. I mean, like, you're a super fan. I hope you don't mind me calling you that, but you're a super fan. Like, I welcome you to join me over on Patreon. It's $5 a month. If you listen to this, like that, you, there's a whole other podcast for you. There's a whole other podcast for you. It's called uh, the Polyvagal Patrons Podcast. It's five bucks a month. And I would say a little bit more variety of stuff. Many episodes more than longer ones like this, although there are a handful of these longer ones too. But the coolest thing, in my opinion, is monthly live streams that I do monthly live Q and A's only for patrons on the last Saturday of every month at 9 AM. I guess pretty awesome. And so you, you get access to all that for five bucks a month and uh, yeah, you're welcome to be part of it. There'll be a link in the description, but Hey, but Hey, thank you for listening this deeply. Let me email me. Let me know you listen this deeply. I want to give you a thank you through email. Okay. Other than that. Bye.